And I'll just say as an introvert, I hang out in lots of bathrooms. I tonight <laughs> was like, I got to just go to the bathroom to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> in this house? No. Oh, I thought you were like here at the house. <laughs> no. Like what? <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing. I'm Scott. And I'm Macy. And this is our 16th episode of the podcast. And tonight we are talking about drum roll. Oh, well, the introduction of an ASMR drum roll. Why don't you do an ASMR version? Oh, an ASMR. Yeah, this is an ASMR drum roll. Isn't that nice? Introversion versus extroversion. Woo! There it is. And then, that and wasn't then soft truly cheers. ASMR. Soft, soft, soft cheers. chaps. Soft claps and soft snaps. We'll we'll pull ourselves out of that. There are really, really two big things we have to acknowledge first. What do we have several to things. Several things. First of all, we're in a different location. We're at my house. Which yes, is different. we are at Scott's house. Um, uh, my kids are around, which is great, and they're kind of throwing me off a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and also, my dog Dodger is sitting next to me. Is that throwing you off? No. I'm just, yeah. it's an acknowledgement. It's an acknowledgement. But the most important thing is The is most Reuben important thing is, Reuben is in is the here. house. The real person. Do we, I am Reuben. He's real. We're not paying. He's not a paid actor. I'm real. He exists. Reuben is real, and he's going to share a rumination slash, I think, just a poem later. Just a poem. Will you comment on the poem? Yeah, if you want me to. We do. We do. It's yeah. your ruminations. Okay, so we said it, but here we are. Here we are. Introversion. Introversion versus extroversion, which is. Or it's maybe maybe it's not even versus. Verse. I that don't sounds think like it's fighting. Versus. Well, I introversion think and extroversion and everything and in between. Ambivert. Ambiversion. What even? I was trying to find like what the definition of it is. Like if you're an introvert or extrovert or ambivert, it's not temperament necessarily. My <laughs> understanding of it has always been, and people can push back on this and I'm sure it's a very incomplete understanding is it's where you get your energy from. Yes. Well, I think that's essentially what Carl Jung. People say Jung or Jung. There's no Jung. Oh, I said it wrong to begin with. Do you, are you shaking your head? Ruben's shaking his head. Are you shaking your head because you don't know? Or are you shaking your head because you're embarrassed by Macy? (laughs) Embarrassed by Macy. (laughs) Okay. Tomato, tomato. Jung, Jung, but not Jung. But not Jung, so I'm <laughs> wrong. Carl Jung, Jung. Who, Carl Jung. <laughs> who is, I am mm. not, I don't really know everything, but is the person with Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Did he invent Myers-Briggs? I don't know about that. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, yeah, Myers and Briggs. I think, I think people would say it's rooted in Jungian psychology. Yeah, I think that's it. And he yeah. was the first person to name that, that there are people who tend to receive their energy when they are put in a situation where they are socially and just like through interaction stimulated Mm -hmm. versus people who are by themselves or not around stimulus. And he noticed that there's kind of two ways of experiencing the world. Wow. You always bring some wild card information. I don't know this. Well, I probably have read it. You probably have read it. It's not in my brain. Um, So that's where, so even if you look at Myers-Briggs, I mean, the first thing is introvert, extrovert. Mm -hmm. And it was Jung, Yoon. 
Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> potato, was, potato. It was Young who Jung, kind Jung. of brought that idea forward <laughs> and named extroversion not just as being outgoing and introversion right. as being reserved, but he was the first person to, to name of, as being an energy source or kind of the place where you yourself find your replenishment. Woo. You're getting right into some, some uh, definitions. This is good. It's introvert, extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking, I'm interested in um, why we think this is a, a oh, good topic. Oh, yeah. Why do we think this is a good topic? That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> I think that this is a good topic because... And give your definition of wisdom. Uh, well, <laughs> my God, do you want me to? No, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, I think, first of all, let it be known to the world. I'm not really an introvert or an extrovert, which makes me feel wild. Okay, so right off the bat, too, what we're doing is is getting some terms clarified. Yeah. So we're dealing with introversion, extroversion, and if you looked at our Instagram today, we also put up ambiversion. Yeah. Which is the in-between. Yeah, so even if, okay, we should even name introvert. That's people who tend to receive mm. energy when they're by themselves or they're not they themselves are replenished when they aren't receiving stimuli versus extroverts who are stim- like when they are surrounded by stimulus, that's energizing for them. And it's like in their brains, they receive dopamine mm. more From when they're people, with people yeah. as opposed to people who are like hardcore introverts. They have higher dopamine levels when they're by themselves. I, I think it's less about uh, stimulation and more about people, right? I think it's I like- think it's both. Hmm. In terms of what I was researching and the way it forms and develops in childhood slash the way extroverts, it's not just about being about pe- around people. It's a being surrounded by activity, mm. being surrounded by buzz, mm. something to do. Ooh. As where introverts are a lot more comfortable, low key. There doesn't need to be something. And even when they want social interaction, they tend to want it to be more low key. But this, this came up in our five Enneagram episode. It Everybody did. go back and listen to our fifth episode. On the five. If you want to know a little bit more about Scott, that's a great episode. <laughs> slash the Enneagram. This will feel similar, I think. But yeah. So Maybe. oh, also right off the bat, I'm I am an introvert. I'm not in. I'm I'm not in between. Yeah, Scott's an introvert, like hardcore. Yeah, Macy would say she's an ambervert at this stage in her life. Yeah. But she also thinks she's a baby, so she doesn't know yet. <laughs> that's such a good way of putting it. I'm a baby human. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to respond to that. I thought you'd be like offended, but I'm actually quoting yourself back to you because you've said that on this podcast. I am a baby. We're all babies. (laughs) Let's be real about that. We're all babies. We're all children. You think that you have your life figured out? You probably don't. Mm, Good point. If you're listening. If you you think you don't have your life figured out, you might be on the right track. Maybe. Yeah. Honestly, maybe. We can't say anything for certain. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no such thing as maturity. There's no end goal. We're all equal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this is getting funny um yeah but i think i i was i, I was saying this in the five podcast episodes mm-hmm. stimulus that mm-hmm. that is an interesting word because you could call books and information stimulus it's just a different kind of i stimulus. think it's like activity i th- yeah activity that's what we said in the five episodes Really? Stimulated by activity. Right. As, where, as, as opposed to being stimulated by your own internal brain. And I think books as on, on some level, it is a bridge. It's not just books, though. It's music. It's movies. It's whatever you find to do on your own without other people around. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and when I'm at my house 
by myself, which isn't frequent, um, there's just so much to do. I never am thinking, oh, gosh, I wish somebody was here with me. It's like, I can play my guitar. I can listen to this podcast. I can read this book. Now I can finally watch this video clip I was wanting to watch. Now I can do this. Now I can do this. It's like all never-ending things that I can do. By yourself. Yeah. Which is so interesting because I think for some extroverts out there, people who are hardcore extroverts. That would be crazy to them. It would be not just crazy, like terrifying. Terrifying. Which is... That's a, that's that's an extreme extrovert, I think. An extreme extrovert, and it, and what would be terrifying for an extreme introvert would be, an like a social engagement where they're expected to, be on their game and expected to show up and be present and be social for, hours and not know when they're going to get their alone time. I think that's part of it too. Is Ooh. if they don't know when they're gonna have that place to recharge, that can be in itself overwhelming, daunting, and terrifying. Well, well said. That's well said. Yeah, I think... I'm uh, an ambivert. I've experienced both. Ambivert. <laughs> so, okay, so as a baby human, Macy... <laughs> as a baby human. Uh, when, when did this sort of language get on your radar? Ambivert versus extrovert? Extrovert, or? introvert, all that. Oh. The, whole, the whole concepts. Probably in high school, freshman year, we had to take, we'd had to take Myers-Briggs. Yeah. And I... Never knew my thing because I never knew if I was intro or extra. I was always like, I'm both. Some, day, some ENFP, days I'm this way. INFP. Some days I'm that way. Yeah, I think that's me. And someday we'll have Jack on this podcast, and he's a five wing six, mm-hmm. and he's very similar to Reuben, actually. Meaning, Jack is Scott's son. Yeah, Jack's my son, and he he's a uh, he's pretentious. <laughs> so was Reuben. He's pretentious. <laughs> Reuben is all my also my son. <laughs> um, he researches. Heavily. So my son Jack doesn't just know about Enneagram. He he has a lot to say about the Myers Briggs. And apparently none of us are using Myers Briggs correctly. Really? What's so, wrong with us? Oh yeah. I don't even know. I mean, he's tried to explain it to me several times and it's deep. Oh shoot. And essentially we don't the introvert extrovert dichotomy right off the bat at the beginning, the I or the E mm-hmm. is not is misleading. It's very misleading. Hmm. Hmm. So it's hard to get your mind around. I, I, I'm not the one to describe it. You'd have to ask my son. Well, and you know what's interesting is in terms of doing research, I'm not quoting any specific study. I read like a lot of articles in hopes of kind of having a grasp in terms of how does introvert versus extrovert versus ambivert play out in terms of population? How many people are extroverts? How many people are introverts? Mm-hmm. How many people identify as ambiverts? And essentially, it does seem that it is a sliding scale. So some people spectrum. are like a hundred, not that many people. But like no one's like a hundred percent extrovert always. Right. That's misleading. I even said I'm a hundred percent introvert. But yeah, but I'm, you're. N- I'm, I'm a strong introvert. You're a strong introvert. So you're on the scale very leaning towards I have ambivert introvert. moments. I have extrovert moments. You have introvert moments. You have extrovert moments. Right. I skew introvert. But I think as I was looking through it from a back bird's eye angle, it seems that about 25% of people are like, yeah, I'm an extrovert. 25% of people are like, yeah, I'm an introvert. And about 50% of people don't seem to feel like they fit one hardcore at the other. You're coming with the facts and the definitions and the stats tonight. You're bringing the heat. Does this baby human like to research? (laughs) This baby human. Yes, she does. (laughs) 
<laughs> so good. Wow. So, so, so you I, said it got put on your radar around freshman year, mm-hmm. Myers Briggs, mm-hmm. and and so did that. What did that make you feel about yourself? And then how did it how did it impact how you're Myers seeing your Briggs friends? Myers Briggs frustrated the crap out of me ah. because I never felt like I fit any of them. Hmm. Um, so that was always very frustrating because I was mad that I didn't have one on some level. I think I was a little satisfied that I didn't fit one of the categories because you don't want to fit in a category. I don't want to fit unique. in a category. I'm special, but essentially it did help. That's me. a joke. If you have listened to our podcast, <laughs> but if you haven't, people are going to be like, Oh, who does she think she is? Oh, thinking she's but, yeah. special. Yeah. <laughs> turns out everyone, I actually struggle with thinking I'm special. <laughs> But so good. anyways, uh, introvert and extrovert got put on my radar because of that. In the Myers-Briggs, that was the thing I think most people focused on because it mm. came first. It's also the only one that you, those words make sense. I don't know what the other letters stand for. Right. In Myers-Briggs. And I can't rattle it off at the top of my head, but my um, son Jack too. Now, I do know the end, P and J, which I'm a P. I am an INFP. Perceiving my, versus judging. Yeah, but my son tries to bully me and tell me I'm an ENFP. So oh. <laughs> every time I try to tell him about myself, which I literally just did a six-hour psych assessment, and I, like he doesn't like that I did it on a website. He doesn't like that my friend who was in seminary who was trained to administer the test, administer the test. Then I had a professional do a six-hour psych eval. <laughs> and her conclusion was that I was an INFP. And I showed Jack this information. He just didn't it believe it. Ridiculous. He does live with you day in and day out. And he'll have an explanation. But anyway, I'm sure. Um, so you're upset you didn't fit into a particular category. Yeah, I guess more or less. But I do think I remember it being somewhat of like a buzz conversation. And it's like on BuzzFeed, you know, mm. like things like what it's like being an introverted extrovert. Mm. Like, and it'll be like the woes. And I remember like reading those. And so it's kind of like hitting the media, but I don't think people looked, I don't think that many people, including myself, looked at it that seriously until I started taking more personality stuff <clears throat> seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, because I feel like an ambivert and I don't feel strongly one way, I haven't felt like I've needed to process it as much as maybe someone who's really mm. strongly extroverted or really strongly introverted may need to. You're just kind of out living. It doesn't require much thought. You you feel like hanging out, you hang out. You feel like not hanging out, you don't hang out. Kind of. I think where it can bite me is when one week I need a lot of people and then the next week I need no one. And then I don't want to be around people. And I, I think it can set up unhealthy or like, unrealistic expectations for people when I'm feeling social and feeling like that's my energy. Oh, people are like, last week, Macy wanted to go, come to this party. Let's invite yeah. her again. And you're like, well, this week I don't want to go well, to this party. This week I, I, I'm free, but I'm not free. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have to say no because I need to be by myself. That's and one of the memes we posted. <laughs> it's like some, it? some goofy guy in a tank top being like, you have plans for the weekend? And then the introvert is like, yeah, I'm going to hang out at my house. <laughs> and the guy's like, so no plans? He's like, no, I told you my plans. I told you my plans. I'm going to be by myself. (laughs) And like even thinking of this week, I have had a full work week and done social things after Mm -hmm. most days of work. I really am looking forward to being alone. Yeah. At the end of this week. 
Yeah. Like cherishing it and recognizing that I need that. Well, I know you're going to like me saying this, but that seems like the most complicated type (laughs) (laughs) type of way to be. Yeah, complicated maybe. I think probably on some level it's nice that I can feel comfy going to a party sometimes and comfy being by myself. Yeah, I kind of envy that. Yeah, because some people, be- being by themselves is almost always riddled with fear or mm-hmm. going to a social gathering is always riddled with fear. And I don't, I don't have that necessarily. Whew. So, so when you had these paradigms sort of in place, mm-hmm. did, did it impact the way you saw friends or friendships or gatherings or... Mm-hmm. Does it at all? Yeah. So I think for me, I wasn't super like, oh my goodness, this is mind blowing because I wasn't, didn't feel super strongly one way. It has been and is helpful in terms of certain friendships. So Mm. I have one friend who, Sydney, I'll probably talk about it later. I'll probably quote her later. She's a really hard, like strong extrovert. And I, knowing that and hearing about that and recognizing that she genuinely needs more stimulus and more people than I could even imagine is very helpful in terms Mm. of recognizing that I can't provide all of that kind of social stimulus and that she's going to need a lot of people and a lot of activities and that that's her thing. That doesn't mean that I need that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other friends. I don't know. I know a lot of introverts too, I think, which Introverts seem to be a little less obtrusive in the sense that introverts do their own thing. Extroverts, on some level, require more of the world because mm-hmm. they need the world in order to feel energized. That's what it seems like, and that's not a roast. No, it's it, not it, a it, roast. It's like it's just a an observation. It's just an observation. Yeah. yeah. Hey everybody, so just a few quick no small thing keeping house items. Um, If you are listening to this no small thing, we're so glad that you found us. Um, If you're looking for different platforms to listen, you can listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Those are the platforms that you can be listening to this podcast and sharing about no small thing. Um, Speaking of sharing, it means so much uh, to us and it helps the podcast to grow. Um, The more you can share episodes. So if there's an episode that you loved of No Small Thing, maybe it's this one, uh, clicking share, sharing that with a friend, it really helps to get the word out about the podcast. And if this No Small Thing is something you believe in or something that you've enjoyed, um, it means a lot to us. And it's an easy way to support the podcast. Other things is ratings and reviews. Uh, It helps for people to find the podcast, the more ratings and reviews that we have. And it also totally helps us to know what you like about the podcast. What has this meant to you or what things don't you like? Uh, The more feedback we can get, I think the better. So giving us a rating, giving us a funny title, saying your true thoughts about what you think of No Small Thing is so helpful and um, another awesome way to support the podcast. Last thing, 
If you aren't already, you can be following No Small Thing on Instagram. We like to post memes. We post about upcoming episodes. And that's where we'll be throwing out questions for ways that you can be engaging with the podcast. So if you're hoping to engage with No Small Thing, follow us on Instagram. It's just No Small Thing. Um, And you can find out and keep up with what's going on. Uh, Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. It is such an honor that you're listening. We hope that... uh, that you enjoy the rest of the the show. All right. <laughs> Catch you later. I want to hear about your journey of learning about introversion, extroversion. <laughs> when did you hear about it? <laughs> you know, I think with me, it's really strange. It's like, um, I, it's all retrospective. Like, I don't think I had your experience. I didn't, I didn't learn about it. I, I, or I wasn't paying attention or something like that, you mm-hmm. know? And I think my experience highlights sort of the stigma around introversion. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm baffled to, and, and alarmed to think that like, I didn't really start, uh, like wondering if I was an introvert until like four years ago. I was, wow. in, I was in this house. So I've, I've lived here for like four years. Um, and so, so it was like returning from seminary, coming from back from Pasadena mm-hmm. And I might have, I might have said I, I have some introvert tendencies or yeah. something like that, but I think the thing, and I, and this still comes up with people, and and this really helps. Again, I, I say this a lot. I'm a youth pastor. This really helps with parents when they're talking to me about their introverted child, mm-hmm. and they're they're concerned, and then I say I'm an introvert, and they're like, oh, all of a sudden it like gives them hope. Hope, yeah, like <laughs> oh, you're an introvert, and. I think there, I at least assumed or perceived a stigma around introversion. Like they're weird and quiet and strange and mm-hmm. antisocial and mm-hmm. they have a hard time. They have a, they have a hard time being normal quotes, mm. you know? And so I thought like, yeah, I probably have some introverted tendencies, but I remember when I came back, somebody, people started sending me articles I don't know. Mm. It's like it was like the universe had basically said it's time. It's time for and you it, to recognize. Yeah, and I remember it, almost the same thing kind of happened with ADD. Like I started mm. actually reading, which has stigma, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Now that I'm reading about it, instead mm. of just like going off of the catchphrases or you know um, stereotypes of ADD, I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that that describes me." And mm. then it was the same. I remember I was just reading early, all these other articles about introversion sending them to my wife who is also an extreme extrovert mm-hmm. um and it was so clear it was like oh this is a hundred hundred percent not hundred percent yeah but it was a finally like language that finally mm-hmm. explained your experience mm-hmm. so now everything i look back on my life and it um everything clicks into place after that <laughs> observation and to me also it was empowering hmm. i was like this is who i am like and after I was reading all this stuff, there was this sense of, there's nothing wrong with this. And there's nothing wrong with extroverts. This is no. just who we are. It's just who we you know? are. Yeah. And I could advocate for myself better. Mm-hmm. But I just think, I told some stories on the like the five episode, but this is just an example. For my whole life, if, if you would have asked me, like, what, what what's a pet peeve of mine? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I think this also 
goes with being what we call a sexual five on the Enneagram. Mm, I go. like one-on-one interaction. Mm-hmm. That's, that's stimulating. So, so that could make me appear extroverted. Mm-hmm. People are very confused when, they tell, when I tell them I'm, in, I'm introverted. Hmm. Uh, I, I actually am stimulated and filled up by one-on-one interaction. Yeah. Not always. Which I think is somewhat an introverted thing. I was also doing some research on it in terms of introverts do like intimate conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do get energized by small intimate conversation. Intimate. Mm-hmm. Whatever that... So that's how it is. You know? uh, so, so here's here's... I wonder, I'll say something and... Unfortunately, we don't have a true extrovert represented here tonight. But um, I'll say something that I'm sure will make. It's okay, I can pretend to be extroverted. Sure. Woo! I'm gonna woo. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you could tell. Maybe you can I access. Can maybe you can access some extrovert stories a little. I'll better. try to. Because I think it's cathartic for people that are listening. I'm an extrovert as a student. Okay, so you should tell some stories. Okay. <laughs> so um, here's here's a pet peeve of mine. I have to imagine most introverts would relate to this. And I look back at my life, mm-hmm. and this has been a theme from childhood to mm-hmm. adulthood. I get invited to a party. Mm-hmm. I'm told, here's who's coming. Mm-hmm. I show up to the party. And early on in the party, more people start showing up. <sighs> it's kind of a classic thing, almost like a, you know, in a, in a television show. Somebody throws a house party, and all the, it starts getting out of hand, and people start showing up. Mm-hmm. Now, I imagine for extroverts, this seems like Fun. a wonderful, spontaneous... Can you believe it? Look at all the people showing. This is great. What? Where's this going? Oh my gosh! And look who's here now. And again, that's great. Um, there's been moments in my life, especially where I've felt so hurt or even duped of thinking like, there's as an adult, especially. Again, I'm 39, so like I'm older. I'm I I we're all babies. We're baby but humans, I'm, but I'm this not, is an I'm old a older baby than human. Macy. <laughs> a little older than Macy. Um, sort of like a dinner party. With a couple, mm-hmm. and you and and if it's on the calendar, it's like a month or two in advance, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking forward to that dinner date with that couple. Mm-hmm. Man, we're gonna get to know them better, and blah blah blah. And we show up, and there's other people. Now, now here's where I feel sad for extroverts or whoever different mm-hmm. personalities. I know these people are probably thinking, oh, we're gonna get our friends together. A right. very natural thing. Yeah, a very natural thing. I show up to something where there's more people than I thought, other people that I didn't anticipate, and I'm like, oh, I'm going home. <laughs> it's no, no bad vibes. I'm not mad. I'm just not, I'm I'm not just here for not this. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You know, and uh, that's, that's, that's another story of just my marriage. Like in the early days, that was probably the hardest part of our marriage hmm. was my wife wanting to hang out with friends and me not wanting to and us not. Isn't it interesting to even think that I think you're more evolved in terms of your language, like mm-hmm. I don't think we had the language. We like we didn't we didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I was like, why do I have to hang out with people? Why? Why? You know, and uh, and then my wife's sad. Of course, it makes sense. Like, well, you don't like my friends, or you don't like people. Like, what? <laughs> these are people. These you know? are people. <laughs> and then I'm feeling crazy. I'm like, yeah. why don't I want to hang out with these people? But yeah, I think one of the biggest things my wife and I discovered that was like a major marriage hack mm-hmm. was like. We, we almost always drive to parties separately now. Yeah. And I can leave whenever I want, which is usually fairly early. Yeah, that's super nice. Yeah. It makes me think of my parents who, my dad is hardcore extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> who would love to get the whole gang together. Oh, the more the barrier. And he does. Our he house, loves it and he does it. He loves it. He does it. Our house has 
like a pub in it, the house I grew up in, because he wants to just someday. invite all the neighborhood gangs. See, your dad, your dad seems to be one of the culprits. Like I could imagine coming yes. to your house someday and yeah. he, having a, a great opportunity to hang out there. And all of a sudden, he's invited some other people All over. of a sudden, the neighbors are over. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And for my dad, that's exciting. and would be, mm-hmm. why wouldn't that be great? The more, the merrier. But it's so interesting. Which, again, good for him. Good for him. Good for those extroverts out there. Um, I would like to name that I, the descriptor of a few people, a few extra people at a dinner party, I think I would maybe be okay with. I'd be able to hang. But if I was thinking I was going to something that was small and then there was a crowd of people, I would be out of there, not there for it. So I think that, you know, as an ambivert, Ambivert. 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 It's your thing. (laughs) Got to insert maybe that experience. But my mom has, I'm going back to my dad and my mom. So my Mm -hmm. mom's an introvert. She even said that in a comment. Um, I don't think she's a hardcore introvert. My dad's hardcore extrovert. And so she has gotten to the point where she'll just go to bed and be like, I'm just going to bed. This I'm is, just going to bed. This is not, I'm not here for the social interaction. Yeah, in the early days, and this doesn't really happen anymore, we'd have parties at our house. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, it's one in the morning and people are still here. I am <laughs> going to bed. <laughs> it felt so weird, but it's because it was my house. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. And that's fine. And the yeah. guests can still stay and yeah. hang out with my dad and my mom's gone to bed and <laughs> then she can have her introverted morning the next morning. You know, mm-hmm. that's important for her. So it's, I think that part of why we wanted to even do this episode is that naming that we all, we have different needs in mm-hmm. this world. And it turns out that some of us have a need for stimulus and a need for social interaction that is pretty important for us. And some of us have a serious need for solace and a serious need mm-hmm. for being alone. And that is mm-hmm. essential for thriving for people. And so People need different things to thrive. Yes. I almost think you're like naming one of one of the potential mission statements of the podcast. What? I don't know, like <laughs> like highlighting our differences and getting yeah. helping us to mm-hmm. to get along better. And and I mean I even think it's in in the idea of highlighting something like ASMR or Steven Universe or saying it's okay to like these things. Yeah. It's okay to like ASMR. That's somebody it's okay to like Steven Universe. It's okay to be an adult and like a cartoon and look how credible is. this is, you know? And it is. Um, it's okay to like hanging out with people. It's okay to be by yourself. And how do we how do we make space for those things? So coming up, coming we're going to share some... We asked the people on the socials the people. about being an ambivert, being an extrovert, being an introvert, and you all answered. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to read through some of those and hear people's experiences, and then we'll probably pop off from there. Okay, so on our Instagram today, and by the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, we're at no small thing. 
So go ahead and follow us. We're trying to engage with our audience. We're not just trying. We are. Okay. And I will <laughs> just say for the time being, we have visions of getting uh, all serious about a website and our email and stuff. But for the time being, our primary way of engaging with an audience is through Instagram. Instagram. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go. We are going to go through introvert, extrovert, ambivert. We put out some... Uh, we we put out some uh Scott found some requests. solid gold memes oh, on man. the internet. Oh, and for the introverts especially, for for me, <laughs> the introvert memes are so good. <laughs> Which one's your favorite meme? The first one, that's just why I did it. Seeing it's, someone out in public that you don't want to talk to and now they're walking towards you waving and you're just like <laughs> with a grimace. There there's a there's a there's a great picture of an older guy <laughs> with a really cringy face. It says seeing someone out in public that you don't want to talk to, and now they're walking towards you and waving at you, and you're just like, and then the grimace face. The grimace. Yeah, and then the next one's a penguin running away. We're, I'm not going to go through all of them. Nope. Don't get don't get nervous. See someone waiting for the elevator, takes the stairs to avoid conversation. These are introverts, people. These are introverts. And it's my life. <laughs> so. Um, that sounds really fun, but I'm going to be busy not doing that. <laughs> I love that. It's a little boy playing a flute or something. Like, Just, like, hey, I'm world, not going to be doing that. Your ideas, everything you're doing yeah. sounds kind of fun, yeah. but I'm going to hard pass on yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. i be over here by myself. That's so good. Because okay. that, that, that really represents how I feel, I think. I'm yeah. like, don't pity me. I'm going to be great. That is the thing is extroverts pity yeah. introverts they think they're sad mm-hmm. and it's like no oh scott didn't come out tonight he didn't he, um, what's going on with scott is he is he, lonely? he doing yeah uh, no nope, he's, he's alone yeah <laughs> he is rapping uh old wu-tang clan songs to his yes. self in the mirror yes yeah. have you ever done that yes oh <laughs> yes Okay. Having a blast. Wow, having a blast. <laughs> okay, let's read these comments. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'm going to okay. read a comment. Okay, so this is this is introverts. Or or it's people that responded to the introvert request. So I mean, I don't even know if Daniel's an introvert. He said he is. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to read from the part where it says, I want this is from Daniel Kai's 137, who is a person we know. And we love. And a a good friend, and he claims to be an introvert. Claims claims. Mm. He I don't know I, Daniel. Identifies as an introvert. Um, he said, "I once heard a brain scientist say that extroverts' brains need more stimulus in their surroundings to feel like their life is normal and balanced." I also heard this, hmm. which is why, which is why they often seem to be actively pursuing experiences. Conversely, introverts' brains are already overstimulated simply by the mere experience of life itself. And they put their efforts yes. efforts towards making the experience less overwhelming through withdrawal and passivity. I live my life as an often overstimulated introvert, and I love being able to escape away from chaotic people and obligations into a peaceful inner world I've created for myself. Daniel Kai snaps. And that was a really great contribution of what, content. What about that? Did you vibe with all of it? I vibed with all of it, but I, something that we haven't mentioned is... So there's this book. I have it right here, and I've mentioned it before. It's called Quiet by Susan Cain. I think it's one of the main important it, books on introversion. Mm-hmm. There's a few others. There's another called The Introvert's Advantage, which I don't have in front of me. But um, th- this was when I was... Introvert. What's that? It's some introvert yeah. <laughs> you are. Oh, some introvert. I don't have all my books. <laughs> um, 
He says, uh, conversely, introverts' brains are already overstimulated mm-hmm. simply by the mere experience of life itself. That is the key. I think yeah. that's the key to understanding introverts. And, and I remember in this book, Quiet, by Susan Cain, she says, um, introvert, this was a, a revelation to me, and I already said this to Macy, but um, introvert kids are a little bit more spastic mm-hmm. because they're being overstimulated. Mm-hmm. So all of the stimulus coming at them overwhelms them, and they act kind of crazy. Now, as you get mm-hmm. older, that changes. Whereas extroverted kids are actually, this is this sounds crazy or counterintuitive. Intuitive, but it doesn't until you really think about mm-hmm. it. An extroverted kid is actually pretty peaceful mm-hmm. because they're not overstimulated mm-hmm. by the environment. They're fine with stimulation, mm-hmm. so they sit there just taking it all in, being very happy and pleasant. But um, an introverted kid who's born with an introverted temperament is overwhelmed and starts crying, starts acting out. Yeah. Well, and I read in something. On the internet. In something. In something on the internet. The internet has answers. But then I also heard this in a questions. podcast, also just out in the world. That vague internet illusions, vague podcast yeah. references. It seemed to fit. A internet <laughs> a podcast. Okay. <laughs> That's just for fun. Come on. Um, it's a banter podcast. This is banter. Sometimes we go into banter at mode. Sometimes we're yeah. <laughs> so I was reading that there's like studies trying to figure out like if you can tell a temperament in terms of extroverted introvert as a person is an infant Mm -hmm. and that there's like a few certain behaviors that children that tend to grow into being more introverted tend to have when they're an infant and they're exposed to stimuli specifically they'll like arch their back in a certain way oh yeah you said when they're stimulated or Who knows? I don't or know they I will know. yeah they're a lot more fussy yeah because their their brains process that stimulus as it's overwhelming as a as where an extrovert processes it and that gives them a dopamine kick mm-hmm. like literally they're charged and fueled extroverts by and like their brain is telling you this is good this is great this is euphoria as where an introvert is this is fearful, this is stimulus, this I don't understand. They're experiencing the world completely different. Yeah, I have this story I often tell about my, my daughter who, I, who, I, who is an extrovert. She said it before she went upstairs tonight to watch her shows. Um, but my son, who's an introvert, if, if, if I ever raised my voice, it would be like the world was coming to an end. And one time I just screamed in my daughter's face, like screamed. And she got this huge smile on her face. Like that, like she didn't even really understand that I was angry. It's just like she was obviously enjoying the energy, I think. Yeah, that's just so interesting. Really great. So Daniel, um, let's see, he says, I live my life as an often overstimulated introvert, and I love being able to escape away from chaotic people and obligations into a peaceful inner world I've created for myself. That's an introvert. Yeah. I mm-hmm. believe you, Daniel. Yeah. Daniel doesn't <laughs> claim to be an introvert, Daniel. Is an Daniel is an introvert. We believe you. It's all a scale. And, and I just, um, I really truly imagine introverts really resonating with those words. Yeah. He says, they, they, uh, let's see. He says, I once heard a brain scientist say that extroverts' brains need more stimulus in their surroundings to feel like their life is normal and balanced, which is why they often seem to be actively pursuing experiences. Conversely, introverts' brains are already overstimulated. I'm just repeating it because it's worth repeating. It's worth repeating. Overstimulated. Mm hmm. Maybe that helps people understand it's it's not 
it's not personal. That's what that's what I'd always want right. to say as an introvert. I think people have hurt feelings if you don't want to hang out with them. It's like yeah, this isn't a personal true. thing. I'm just I'm It has I'm, nothing I'm, to do with I'm, who I'm, you are. Yeah, I'm just overstimulated right now. Yeah. I just need Don't to. worry about it. You know, <laughs> don't worry about it. But on some level, I think it's interesting to think about how extroverts may sometimes if they're not having those experiences are understimulated without experiencing being without social oh yeah you're in like an extrovert empathy mode i am an extrovert empathy mode. good 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 because i think we live in seattle we live in america Mm -hmm. which tends to lean towards a little bit more of an extroverted system Mm -hmm. it tends to Mm -hmm. favor extroverts Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways but i think people who are extreme extroverts i think there is their its own challenges that because the world seems to be, oh, made for extroverts, that those get overlooked and not seen. So I'm here for you extroverts who, being alone is really scary. And Uh, I think that, I don't think that we can even, I can't even name the fear that there is to being alone for extroverts. I think it's a very real and daunting fear. I think my wife must be an ambivert, Marissa, Hmm. because she does love being around people. So she gets labeled as like an extreme extrovert. Mm -hmm. However... She really is fine having a day to herself and having hours of quiet and reading. Um, but I remember just recently, she was just having a really bad day here at mm-hmm. the house. And I think I told you about this. Mm-hmm. And this, this is a great like, extrovert story. Is, but it's also like kind of classic Queen Anne. It's like, it, it was, it was uh, just a day where we were all sitting around the house and you could tell she was getting kind of stir crazy and just in a bad mood. And then she goes, I'm going to the farmer's market. So that's why it's a classic Queen Anne. Farmer's farmer's market. market. There's (laughs) farmer's market everywhere. Everywhere. So she was gone for probably three or four hours. And she just came back so happy Mm -hmm. and pumped and Mm -hmm. stimulated and excited and all all sorts of stories. Yeah. That's another thing. I think my wife skews an extrovert. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite things is... When she gets stimulated like that and happy, I'll often ask her things like, who did you talk to? I love hearing all the stories. Yeah. And it's obvious that she's so happy about it. Yeah. So I'm like, I love this. You're in a happy state. And they, extroverts like want to talk to the shopkeeper. Yeah. They want to have a conversation with the stranger. Oh, that, 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 that was I one of the extrovert memes. To. I cannot relate to that, which we should continue with introverts. But I just want to say one of these extrovert memes, which is so classic. Yeah, because I have a lot more extrovert thoughts, and I don't want to start popping off yet. Maybe I don't even have it in here. There was one about, like, talking to, like, people at the grocery store. That's totally an extrovert. Okay, so I'll read Ava's. Okay, it's it's pretty long. Ava, bringing the heat. Bringing the introvert heat right here. Ava, you know, Ava wrote on our Instagram as mm-hmm. herself, so I don't think she minds me talking about her. No. One of our favorite kids. She's in our youth group. Uh, all kids in my youth group are favorite. <laughs> Hello, all kids in my youth group. You're all my favorite. So Ava, Eva Romano is a kid that I really like. I think she's swell. She is swell. <laughs> she's she's swell. a she's a top fan. Yeah, she's a top fan, and she is also a Voltron fan, which we bond over a lot. Um, so here, here I'm going to read Ava. My introversion is weird. I don't think I like anything about it, but maybe it causes things I do like about myself without me realizing it. Ooh, ooh, 
insightful, if that makes sense. It does. For me, I'm more of an ambivert, okay? So here, okay. Here we go. Macy's snapping for that. I really, really, okay, so first of all, Ava, the, the freshman, already knows these words. She's familiar with the word ambivert. I really, really enjoy taking to, uh, I really, really enjoy talking to people and generally being around others, but my anxiety makes it hard for me to actually chase down the type of experiences that I want. Hmm. It's not in my nature to go out of my way to talk to people, but that doesn't mean I don't want to talk. To answer the, uh, your other question, I don't really know if I get quote-unquote drained, and when if I do, I don't know if it's because of my insecurity or my introversive nature. Woo, good word. Or both. I suppose being around a lot of people I don't know and feeling like I have to talk to them is hard, which really sucks, considering I'm a freshman in high school. Oh. I get energy from being creative, I think. <laughs> Creating anything at all, playing music and writing, are my two favorite things on this planet. But sewing, acting, painting, literally anything in which I get to create calms me down. I know Macy can relate to that. I really can't. Each one. <laughs> I know this comment is getting long, but you mentioned, first of all, we like long comments, everybody. Yeah, we're not mad about it. I know this comment is getting kind of long, but you mentioned introvert stories in the caption, and I think I have a pretty good one. This happened to me a couple of days ago. It was a late start at school, so school started at 9.30, but I arrived at about 9.10 because of an orthodontist appointment. Most people would go to the library to study, which is what I wanted to do, but that's also the problem. That's what most people would do. There would be a ton of people there, and there wouldn't be room at, at a table for me. I haven't read this yet. This is already a good yeah. story. And if there was, it would be with a group of seniors and juniors who would be weirded out by some freshmen sitting at their table. So naturally, I did what any scared freshman would do. I escaped yes. to the bathroom. Okay. I, I have I, a thoughts on that yep. also. And I'll just say as an introvert, I hang out in lots of bathrooms. I tonight <laughs> was like, I got to just go to the bathroom to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> In this house? No. Oh, I thought you were like here at the house. No. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I mean a different earlier. Today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The bathroom. The bathroom. I'm I'm I, I'm gonna read Ava's final comment here, but I just remember I for for everybody's entertainment, let me say something about myself. <laughs> uh, I used to work at uh when I was a junior in high school, I worked at JC Penny. Wow. I spent a lot of time in the bathroom. Because I was supposed to be helping people with their clothes decisions and stuff. And, and that scared you? It didn't scare me. It just drained me. And I was like, what do I do? I'm not on break, hmm. but I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm going to linger in there for a little bit. So, so Ava says, honestly, it was kind of nice. I was just chilling, doing my makeup in a bathroom stall, <laughs> highlight a freshman year. <laughs> she says, that's so good. Highlight a freshman year. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Ava. Well, you know, I, I relate. Just, I relate to a lot of those things. This made me really think because I'm, I'm not trying to evaluate. Gosh, am I an introvert, an extrovert, all these things? I'm thinking of myself at work. I'm in a new work situation, and I'm a month in and have yet to eat my lunch in the social like mm. staff area. I always leave and always go be myself for those forty-five minutes. Introvert moments, but you that know? maybe be, might be an ambivert thing because I've been around people for yeah. a couple hours and I just need that break. I don't know. That's interesting, Ava. I this is so gold. I do think people also start to get a little bit more introverted as they get older. You think so? Yeah, because like I think about when I was your age or just a little younger. Like there's a house near the UW campus or the UPC campus called the UCU house mm -hmm. that you know about. I remember for my 
maybe 19th birthday party, 20th, I orchestrated an, a huge dance party with like wow. 50 people at the UCU house. I got speakers. You? Yes. And I would say, I always said that I think something that counteracted my introversion was in, an interest in girls. Hmm. Like if there was this idea of something happening with a girl at a certain yeah. event, then I was there for it, <laughs> you know? But in general, I mean, a, another thing about me growing up was like, I didn't have cell phones and stuff. Yeah. So like nobody really knew where I was. Nobody, nobody could check in on me. There was way less FOMO. There's no FOMO. Well, I would never had FOMO in the first place, but I, I just know I'd come home and I'd either go to a playground and play basketball by myself or I'd watch music videos. That's all I did after school. Hmm. I never went and hung out with anybody. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it wasn't ever questioned. That's, that's why I think I didn't know I was an introvert. I was like, I'm home from school. It's time to watch two hours of music, music videos. Or I'd be mm. like, I'm going to go play basketball by myself. By myself. Yeah. I was never like, I'm an introvert. I was just like, I'm playing basketball. It's after school. I'm tired. Yeah, that's so interesting. I would hang out with people for a couple hours and then go hang, be by myself. No thank you to that. Sorry. All right. you want to read Ella's? Sure. Uh, this is from Ella Sharp. Oh, another fellow four. Shout out to the fours. <laughs> Uh, it's a common misconception that introverts are antisocial and despise any kind of human connection. Couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. Social interaction is third most important on Mos- Maslow's. Maslow's. Gosh, words are hard. Words. I'm a baby. Maslow's hierarchy of basic needs. And people often mistake me as an extrovert because I'm outgoing. Yes. Shout yeah. out to that. There yeah. are outgoing introverts. Yeah. Me, me too. Um, I'm an outgoing introvert. That said, too much people time causes me to become irritable, exhausted, and extremely short-tempered. Yes. One of my introverted best friends and I often take road trips together. Sometimes after such a prolonged time, we'll give each other the look that we both understand to be, can we go do our own thing for an hour? There's no better feeling than stepping out of a crowded, loud space and into an empty, still one. And to feel all of the stimuli drain out of you, there's something sacred in silence. Ooh, that's music to us introverts ears that's there's true. something sacred in silence yeah yeah and that's so nice when you can have a friend or a person that you can be like hey i need to be alone and yeah. they can understand that and recognize that it's there's no hurt feelings no hurt feelings no hurt feelings just gotta be alone our but, other comment but is how uh, what Who? the other comment Marissa? is Marissa my wife? OMG Scott's whole life Marissa knows my wife knows <laughs> I, I have like 10 introvert memes and I, I know Marissa looked at everyone and knew it was me <laughs> knew it was Scott <laughs> yeah I think I think Ella makes a good point though an outgoing extrovert people are surprised that's I think the stigma and the misconception about introversion mm-hmm. like I can be nice I can smile. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can... I You're can, not like a loner who doesn't know yeah. how to interact with the world. Right. You do. You just, if you had your way, would choose to not interact most of As the much. time. But I, but it's just the energy <laughs> thing. Like, the, the, I think the best description for an introvert, and I think most people would relate to this, is uh, I think extroverts, when they get into a social situation, it's like plugging in their phone. And the battery is now getting charged. Mm-hmm. They're feeling drained. They've plugged in their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's the opposite. I go to a social situation and I'm unplugged and my phone is now starting. My, my battery life is starting to get drained. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's just a fact. It's like I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here talking and I'm enjoying myself, mm-hmm. but I'm also always aware that my battery life is going. 
Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm at 90% right now. I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. This is good. I like talking to you. Here I am. Oh, 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 now I'm at 75%. Interesting. Okay, pretty soon I'll be at 45. Uh-oh, I'm at 45. Oh. And here I am talking to everybody, smiling. I'm smiling, <laughs> and I'm at 20%. And I'm like, oh, crap. What's happening? Got to go to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom (laughs) for a little bit. (laughs) I have to go to the bathroom, everybody. (laughs) I think Uh, that there's something about that space of being alone and being like, I got to process all the people, all all that's around me. I don't want anybody to think that I actually don't legitimately have to go to the bathroom. So we put we put something out to introverts, a call out to introverts mm-hmm. on our Instagram. We had three responses, mm-hmm. many many more likes than the extrovert. I post. know so many more likes and than the I extrovert. Have, I have thoughts about that. One is I don't think uh, extroverts are as torn about. I think they're happy to be extroverts and they're not. They don't feel as bad. That that's a that's a generalization. Mm-hmm. But I also think. Pro- probably extroverts aren't uh, on a social media as much as an introvert. An introvert is pulling up their phone and hanging out. Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, I was... I yeah, extroverts know. are too busy for this. I don't know. I think extroverts probably can get some of that energy. I've been, I was having thoughts about this in terms of can an extrovert receive energy in terms of an online community or engaging in social media? Does that count as stimulus for an extrovert? As opposed to an introvert, you can... I think social media is a way for introverts to kind of dip their toes in terms of... mm Extroverts? Introverts. Introverts, To dip their toes in terms of being social or engaging with the world, but it's it's low stakes because you can do it from your safe place. That's true. And, And I notice, like... I talk about the metaphor of like an island. I like getting away to an island mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm I'm literally separated from the world or from people. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'll notice that like I get really excited about texting people. Because hmm. I just feel safe. I'll start texting my family, my friends. Hey, I'm on an island. Here I am. And yeah. I'm just like, can't catch me, but I'm but happy I'm, to talk to you here. You know? Yeah. And it's like the point of the island was to be by yourself and yet yeah. there's still a part of you mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. wants to be connected. That's the thing. Introverts still want to be connected yes. to humanity. It's yes. not that introverts want to be alone all <laughs> the time. So uh, if anybody wants to go back retrospectively to our Instagram extrovert post and say something about being an extrovert, we welcome your thoughts. And yeah. we'll even share it later on a bonus or something. For but sure. For this last little segment of the podcast, we want to talk about Amberverts. Are we not going to talk about extroverts at all? Oh, do you want to talk about them? They didn't respond. One I, I don't have any respond. material. I mean, it was Sydney responded. Oh, what? I was like, oh. Yeah. Weird. One comment. Yeah. Oh, there's Sydney. And she literally said, this is why I wanted, I was laughing All because right, I knew Sydney. this was coming. She talked about going to a farmer's market. Wow, there it is. Farmer's market. You extroverts Which love farmer's she, markets. In Sydney, a part of her routine <laughs> is hilarious. to go to the farmer's market. Oh and she's my friends gosh. with all the people. No thank you to farmer's markets, by the way. <laughs> That's chaotic. 
<laughs> I mean, I love the idea of it, like where you're gonna have like some organic produce and farmers are gonna be pulling yeah. out some of their wares. But I don't want to hang out at a farmer's market. Okay, should I read this? <laughs> this is from Sid Loves. Uh, having an entire day with no plans feels paralyzing. Ooh. I've cried over having a day without plans, especially if I've, after I've tried to reach out to a few people and it becomes more apparent I will I will really be alone. Oh. I've learned to encourage myself to go to public places like the farmer's market or a park to be around people if no one is available to talk or hang out when I need people time. Wow. Empathy for extroverts. Empathy the struggle for extroverts. is real. The struggle is real. Okay. Do you want me to... Sydney. Sydney. I can either tell you about what she shared about in this voice memo or I could play it for you. I think you should send me the audio file and we'll tell people that we'll put it into the episode. Okay. Do you yeah. want to hear some of it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what's going to happen now is Macy is going to play me an actual audio file that Sydney sent her. So we have this, we have this Instagram comment from Sydney, which I also feel like we should kind of unpack, but I think it stands alone. No, no, it's fine. It's so touching on the surface of what she ends up talking about. Yeah, so now Macy's going to play an audio file I have not heard, and we're going to listen to it, and what I'll probably do is insert it into the episode so you'll get a better version of it, and then we'll respond to Sydney. Okay. It's, this is super long. I probably won't play it all. It's How long is minutes. it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Seven minutes. It's all about extroverts. Wow. It's very packed with good Should we put it in the episode? Not all of it. We could put some of it. Extroversion and introversion. So many different thoughts come to my mind. So I figured that I would just send this in a voice memo rather than trying to type it all out. Um, something interesting that I I don't really know how this fits in. I just was thinking about it after listening to Maddie talk um, about being in Enneagram 1. And I thought about a childhood experience that really is like marked on my brain of a day that I did something so shameful and then I punished myself and it's just so interesting because it plays into all of this. So I don't remember what my brother did, but he did something, I got super upset and his friend was over and we were all gonna go to the mall. My mom was gonna take us to the mall, probably to buy spiky bracelets and I yelled at Riley. I yelled something really awful that I actually am not going to repeat. And it um, involved cuss words and really an ill wish on him. And I said it so quickly and so strongly without even thinking. And I immediately, I think I started crying. I was in shock. I felt awful. And so I punished myself by putting myself on timeout and saying that I was not allowed to go to the mall. My mom never told me I wasn't allowed to go to the mall. In fact, my mom tried to convince me to come to the mall, but there, I felt so shameful and there was no worse punishment I could think of than having an activity being taken away from me, especially because I, you know, I wanted the bracelets. Um, and then along with that though, I feel like the times that I suddenly am like, oh, maybe I'm more introverted than I think I am, is when I'm ashamed. And I don't want to be around people, and it's hard to decipher, am I wanting time alone because, you know, I want time alone? Or do I want time alone because I'm too ashamed to be around people? So, those are some wild thoughts. I also... 
I mean, some of my darkest days were when I was nannying and I didn't have coworkers and my friends all lived out of state or in different parts of the state. And um, I learned a lot through that. And I learned a lot of things that I think I would want to encourage any extrovert that if you don't have friends living in your area, that's not the end of you. It really isn't. There's other ways to be around people. And in the beginning, it's awkward and it feels crazy. But the more you do it, um, it could help you forever. It just helped me last weekend. I texted or called about five different people. No one could talk on the phone. No one could hang out. No one could even really respond. And so I took myself to dinner. And being in the presence of other people, just strangers, being somewhere where there was music and other things to watch and look at, uh, that was enough of an energy level for me that I didn't go lower than I was, that I could maintain my level and maybe even, like, get a little from it. I could talk to the person making my salad, and that was really helpful. Yoga in a yoga studio has been so helpful to me having a gym membership I have the cheapest gym membership I could get just so that I knew that if I really couldn't be alone I'd have somewhere to go I um I get gas way more than when I'm just on E I get gas all the time because it's an activity that I can do um to pull me out of feeling lonely or feeling like there's no people around and how am I going to make it through the day getting gas. Going to the grocery store, even just for a few items, is so helpful because, uh, I don't know, you can talk to someone in the bread aisle, you can uh, talk to the cashier, you can just see different things that are outside of yourself and outside of your house and outside of, just outside you. And us as extroverts, that's, uh, that's really helpful to just have other energy around. Um, I'm not advocating for no alone time. There was a time in my life when I could not really be alone without falling asleep. That's something I still struggle with. But I do think that it's healthy and good to identify if you need more stimulus. And don't ever let people shame you for it. My I had people in my life would think I was crazy for uh, wanting to go to lunch after going on a hike or wanting to go do whatever after we had already hung out or hang out with different people or wanting to go out after a day of work and on and on and on. And I think what it comes down to is you know yourself and you know what gives you energy and what doesn't. And I think it is so healthy to find activities that you can do alone. Mine are painting and poetry and yoga on some level. That really helps um, for both because I can interact with people in the studio and then be alone. Um, but yeah, I think overall I would not change that I am an extrovert. I like it very much. And there was a time when I really thought I was broken. I thought I was broken and I didn't understand why I needed more social interaction. 
Um, or people would say, like, you're like the Energizer Bunny. Um, and maybe that's people that had less energy feeling annoyed. But that's just what it is. Sometimes I get sad that I don't feel okay spending a whole day alone. That makes me feel like maybe I haven't become enough of an adult or something. Um, but I don't think that really is what it is. I think it's all just a scale. And... Okay, I think that's it. I talked so much just now and really got into it. Uh, I felt like I was talking to someone on the phone, which you can throw that in there, that talking on the phone, extroverts, at least this extrovert, loves talking on the phone. Well, I guess this four and this extrovert. I don't know. I'm just a Sydney. Um, You can take anything I say and use it or use nothing at all. I am just so pumped to be asked questions. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bye. I, I, first of all, I don't relate in any way. I, I would never go to the gas station or the grocery store <laughs> and talk to people uh, ever. So that that's just highlights our differences. I think for me, I I know Sydney really well and I know this extrovert really well and it's something that her being an extrovert has been something I've seen in her the mm-hmm. whole time I've known her. She hates being alone. And I've always been like, oh, I'm 50-50 about being alone. I've known her for a long time, and even her sending that message and talking and explaining a lot of the random things that she does, which are all things that I know she does with her life. I know that she goes and gets gas randomly, and I know that she goes to the farmer's market, and that's important for her, and that running errands, going out to Target, going out to get a few things, that is what she needs to keep going. Even, like her expressing that and explaining that in her own way and kind of naming how without doing those things, she feels a lack of energy. I It just gives me a lot of empathy for it. Like mm-hmm. a lot of, I don't feel that way. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that need. Yeah. And so there's not that need to be filled. And so, I recognize that extroverts, they need a lot of stimulus and that does on some level require maybe more energy from the people around them. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a true necessary need of extroverts, which I think gives me a better lens in which to offer. You know, Yeah, yeah it's a beautiful thing. So it's true. kind of a classically beautiful thing. W- mm-hmm. Wanting to be around people, wanting to be around friends, wanting yeah. to get people together. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I don't relate, <laughs> uh, but but that's you could you could hear how important it is to her in her voice. Yeah. It was so raw. Yeah, and I think that that's something so important to name is that for for people who are hardcore extroverts or people who just need a lot of social interaction, which I guess makes you an extrovert, it's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Every single day, there's probably this question of what am I going to fill my day with? What am I going to do that I could be energized with? Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. where I think introverts tend to hope, where will be there be time in my day? Yeah. Like, where, where will there be empty spaces? They're yes. asking different questions when they wake up. And there's, they have to fulfill those needs. And so I know for Sydney, in her life at times, she had like a Saturday or Saturdays where she always was pretty much like 
it was a day where she didn't work, didn't have any obligations and all of those things. It was the hardest day of the week for her hmm. because it was free. Wow. Which best is, day of my life. Which would be, <laughs> for an introvert, the best day. But for an extrovert, if you don't have it filled, there's so much probably shame and so much lack wow. of energy. And yeah. an, I don't know. We got we to gotta appreciate that. We have to appreciate that. There's people out there. <sighs> extroverts. Extroverts. Empathy for extroverts. Empathy for introverts. Empathy I love, for all. I love that part of it, too. And this is something that was super insightful in this, in Sydney's sharing, was that it doesn't even need to be her having a conversation with a person she knows. It could literally be being around people. Just the energy and the nonsense. buzz of people. Total and things nonsense. around is what gives <laughs> her energy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't really. Yeah. One of the things I always started to realize with my wife as an extrovert, I, she skews extrovert, is this idea that like, I don't want to talk to somebody if I don't know what the relationship is going to be. It, mm-hmm. it can't just be a one-off conversation. Is this yeah. somebody I'm going to be establishing a relationship with? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Uh, Marissa is like, we're just having fun talking to a human. Right. Are we are we talking to them again? Is there another follow-up? What's why? You know, that's my you question. You have so many questions. Yeah. We're just enjoying life right now. I'm like, there's <laughs> so there's a real beauty to that. I mean, to a yeah. certain extent you could say that's like a five integration type of vibe, but to um, to just enjoy talking to someone and not yeah. need to know where it's leading. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, so I think what's what's gotta happen now is it's gotta happen. Coming up next. We're going to do something that we've been alluding to. Are we going to read the ambiverts? No, no, no. We will. We will. But here's what we're, we're having to take a pause. We're taking a pause. And I think what we've said is the Reuven ruminations will come in randomly. It just comes in. Mm. So it's got to interrupt. Talking to you at <laughs> yeah, it's got to interrupt. It's got to interrupt the introversion, extroversion oh, conversation. I hear. But I also got to get you my kids to bed. Kids, put your kids to bed. So I don't know if we're going to leave that in the podcast, but just so you know, what's about to happen is we're not going to 7-Eleven. I'm going to put, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get my kids to bed, not put, because <laughs> uh, they're 14 and 12 now, but I'm going to, I'm going to get them to bed. And then we're going to have a Reuben rumination. And we're going to have a Reuben rumination. And then we'll get back to the conversation. We'll conclude with a conversation about ambiverts and then we'll have some closing thoughts Okay, so everybody, well, since we started this podcast, is, we're, is this the 16th episode? This is the 16th this episode. This is the 16th episode. Before we even started recording, we had this idea that Reuven, our friend who's been here in the house, um, would have something that we had different names for, but we're currently landing on Reuven's ruminations. It could, it could change, and I will say my interpretation of what this is. Okay. You can say your interpretation. And then Ruben can say his interpretation. Um, <laughs> everything's being interpreted. <laughs> um, I, I, when we hang out with Ruben, Ruben says very interesting things. 
This is true. In in almost any circumstance and context, Reuven says very interesting things. And uh, what what is your major again? Or, or masters? You're working. What's your program? Oh, this is a hard question to. Here answer. comes Reuven. He's now been handed a microphone. <laughs> Talk close to the microphone, Reuven. Well, technically, I'm the English department. I'm a second year student. You're not talking close enough. Uh, I'm a second year student. And uh, I think when you're in graduate school, things get really interdisciplinary. So, like, um, I'm in the English department, but the things that I do would not be what people usually expect when they hear English. Okay, but what? So, so you say your main emphasis is colonialism? Is that what you'd say? <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe it? Uh, I think. Hmm. I I I do a lot uh, of post-colonial theory, post-colonial kind of like literature, history. Uh, but I think, you know, like that's kind of like more of like the general. Okay, everybody look that up if you want to know more about that. <laughs> like general thing, but kind of like the particular lenses that I'm looking at them, uh, looking through are, there's this thing called science and technology studies. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like, Visual culture, sound studies. I love science fiction. Yeah. Okay. Well, so 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 here here's the idea is is I think we want to sort of replicate in this podcast um, what it's like to hang out with Reuven, which is uh, do you want to say your version too? Okay. Which is oftentimes because we're not in Reuven's realm in terms of like the things he's studying and learning a lot of his information that he gives us seems to come out of nowhere for him. Obviously it doesn't. Hmm. And then, and then we're sim- we're oftentimes simply left just wondering about the information he's given us. <laughs> I don't typically have much to say because it's out of my league or hmm. it's in a co- coming from a completely different place. That's not my area of expertise or study. And, uh, it's oftentimes very insightful and articulate and intellectual and, um, I think the idea of Reuven's ruminations was on the podcast. It just kind of happens. We don't explain it. We we it, we let it be. It, people can go deeper if they want. They can take his information or his thoughts and and go deeper. But it's just there, mm-hmm. and it doesn't need an explanation. Yeah, I from think, us at least. Yeah, and I think for me, I like the word ruminations. I yeah. hope we don't change it in the sense that to ruminate. Like I believe that. Reuben's insights that you tend to have often are intricate and have a level of complexity in which needs rumination. Sometimes there's insights or thoughts that people have that require thinking about it for a while and require you ruminating, require you to not just accept and believe as truth, but to think about and to challenge and all these things. And so we invite Reuven ruminations. We are about to have a time where Reuven gets to share something, and then we invite you to literally ruminate on that. We're not going to share our comments and thoughts like we tend to always want to do. So. Here we go. So I'm, I'm just going to set up what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> when Mason Scott uh, said that um, they wanted to talk about extroversion and introversion, I decided to bring this poem and uh, by one of my favorite poets, uh, John Ashbery, who passed away last year. 
Uh, I think he's considered as one of the most important poets, uh, definitely in the 20th century, uh, and definitely in kind of like, you know, the canon of like American poetry, whatever meaning the word canon has now. Um, and the reason why I chose this poem was because I think uh, Ashbery has this like really unique voice. Uh, he is, um, I think, you know, if you kind of frame it in terms of extroversion or introversion, he really is trying to mess with the boundaries, right? He has this, uh, let me pull this up. He has this uh, quote about writing poetry where he says, I don't look on poetry as closed works. I feel they're going on all the time in my head and I occasionally snip off the length. Ooh, that's good. Wow. Yeah. That's good. So, I mean, he's really wild. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to read the poem first. Here we go. And then, uh, and then I'm going ruminate to... Ruminate a little bit. Yeah, but... Uh, oh, maybe a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but John Asbury, he was... Like, I think from the start, he was kind of, like, on his way to, you know, being, like, a great poem, a poet. Uh, his first book called Some Trees won the prestigious uh, Yale, Yale Younger Poets Prize. Mm. And in 1976, he published a collection called Self-Portrait in a Convex Mirror, and it won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry, National Book Awards, and I think National Critics circle award wow but it's like a triple whammy triple yeah. whammy it's like yeah. an egot yeah you know what that is yeah i'm still bitter he okay. didn't get the Nobel prize but oh <laughs> okay so i'm gonna read the poem now the poem co is called at north farm and it is the first poem in his 10th collection called a wave at north farm by john ashbury Somewhere, someone is traveling furiously toward you at incredible speed, traveling day and night through blizzards and desert heat, across torrents, through narrow passes. But will he know where to find you, recognize you when he sees you, give you the thing he has for you? Hardly anything grows here yet the granaries are bursting with meal, the sacks of meal piled to the rafters, the streams run with sweetness, fattening fish, birds darken the sky. Is it enough that the dish of milk is set out at night, that we think of him sometimes, sometimes and always with mixed feelings? Oh, gosh, that's so good. <laughs> and I think- So uh, good of rerouting it a little bit to extroversion and introversion, mm -hmm. I think this is kind of like almost like this beautiful, awkward attempt to, and I, I, like, I like to think of like Asperger's poetry is kind of awkward because usually it is kind of like this jumble of different voice registers. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he's very open about... Uh, he often talked about how he would just like read like magazines or listen to radios and he would kind of like, you know, be able to get like lines from them. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and I think in a way that is kind of like, so it, his poetry is kind of awkward, but in this kind of like very like gracious and graceful ways. 
And I think that in this poem where you kind of like have this idea that there's someone traveling <laughs> towards you that's going to meet you can be very pretty, pretty terrifying, right? But it is also kind of like recognizing all these kind of like pitfalls that kind of like take place when two humans interact, right? Like how, like, how can, is, can, will you be able to read their intentions? Will they be able to read your intentions? And, uh, and you know, like human beings will never like communicate perfectly with each other, but there is this kind of like awkwardness that is also gracious and graceful. So I think this is, I kind of want to zero in on that in this word awkward a little bit because sometimes we think of awkwardness as like the obstacle to communication. But I think in this poem, and I think Asbury's poetry in general, why it appeals to me so much is because it doesn't do away with the awkwardness. It it sees awkwardness as what makes communication possible. Like this, yeah, because I mean, you know, you keep trying, you keep saying it again and again, you keep finding new ways to say old things or new things, right? So yeah, that is my rumination for today. Okie fish. Yeah, we're back and we're here. We're back to, to talk about Amber about Amber birds. There's first of all more than just check out my awesome memes that we put on our Instagram. You guys, I put a lot of I tracked down some memes for everybody. I hope you know <laughs> we have received a comment since we started recording. Whoa, on the Amber bird part. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. We have now five comments on this one. Oh. Four comments. Kim Salem, I know. A, a, a loyal listener. She said, this is me. Never knew the Let term. me say something about Kim Salem, uh, which is an actual official call out. Oh. Uh, I'm looking at Kim Salem's Instagram right now, who we love, by the way. Um, she's re- She is commenting on our Instagram. I click on Kim Salem. She's private? We requested to follow her months ago, and she has not accepted our follow request. <laughs> the hard Kim call Kim Salem, co- comment, accept our request, Kim. <laughs> maybe she's private. She doesn't maybe. want to. I, maybe you're an introvert, Kim, at heart. Well, no. Sh- yeah. You're obviously true. an ambivert. So. She said, never knew the term, but when I take the MBTI, I'm always right down the middle on this one. There See? you go. There you go. Right down the middle. Ambivert. Ambivert. Okay. I, I do like also that Sydney said, I'm a Sydney. I know. So to all skeptics about Enneagrams and Myers-Briggs and Strength Finders who think we're trying to put you in a box, we snap and clap for anybody that wants to go ahead and say, I'm not any of these things. I'm not I'm a number. A I'm, not, I'm a me. I'm a Scott. I'm a Reuven. I'm a Macy. Uh, go. We're all about it. These things just give us language and tools. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all we're doing here, folks. Nobody is an actual INFP. Nobody's an actual number five. No one's an actual four. No one's an actual four. Okay, so uh, we have quite a few comments. 
uh, Connie Bernard straight up said, no way, I thought you guys would forget. I was literally just about to call you guys out on it. Connie, how could I forget myself? Connie, you love calling us out. I don't (laughs) know if it's because Connie's an eight or a one. I think she's a one, but she, she does love calling out. Yeah. And she likes correcting. And then we have another comment. So I'm calling you right back out, Connie. Oki Fish, <laughs> who turns out we know who that is. Yeah, we didn't know who Oki Fish was. Her name is Grace. And she said, fans. this is amazing. I've always thought I was just a partial introvert. I didn't realize there was a word for this. I can relate so much to this. Sometimes the only thing I want to do is read. Well, sometimes I want to go jump off a cliff with friends. It can be strangely conflicting. I think you really relate to that. A hundred percent. I don't want to go jump off a cliff with friends. I wish I could name how some days it's I really need to be alone. And yeah. some days it's I really need to be Man, doing it's stuff. It's so complicated. It is complicated. Well, I guess especially <laughs> as a four... Your, your temperament and your moods shift so quickly. So quickly. Yeah. I have a pretty steady temperament. Today, I felt... I have felt so many emotions today. <laughs> it's it's kind of wild when I think of today. Wow. I was feeling really angry and kind of annoyed for a while and then so happy, so grateful. So then, yeah, I won't even go there. No, I, I, <laughs> and I, I think that's one of the differences between having like... Macy and I talk about I'm a five wing four. She's probably a four wing five. Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between having that core number as your pivot point. Mm-hmm. And so like as a five, I spend my whole day sort of keeping any sort of up and down emotional imbalance or anything unexpected at bay. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to experience many mood swings. Hmm. I'm always trying to keep it steady. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, you're kind of, in the background, I always think you're kind of seeking the mood swings. You you want it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I don't. Yeah, I... I can... I can. I, I think the four wing is like you can lean into it. Mm-hmm. Like I have, um, I have big emotions. Mm-hmm. But um, typically I'm just trying to be like, oh, okay, let's just... I have to work so consciously hard to not be moody. Oh, man. Keep talking. Yeah. Uh, okay. We have another comment. I think you should read this one. It's from Hannah Kyes. Hannah Kyes. You know, someday we will have Do a you know panel Kaises of eights. Sister? Dan, uh, the Kaises are commenting. Yeah. Thank you to the Kaises. Um, so Hannah Kyes identifies as an 80 on the Enneagram. She's a senior in our youth group. We love Hannah Kyes. And um, she commented on Amber. She says, I love the people. I love, <laughs> I love the, people, the people. But I also... But also, I love curling up in bed with a good book or TV show. Sometimes the craziness of my dog is enough to satisfy my extrovert Hmm. needs. Well said. That is so true. (laughs) But also, other times I get cabin fever (laughs) after being left alone for an hour and a half. I'll want to go hang out with my friends, but then I also know it would be so draining to be with the people at the time. I feel like ambiverts are usually more confused than introverts and extroverts. That's what it sounds like you're saying. I think that... The thing about ambiverts is there's maybe a sense of never being fully satisfied in that when I'm at a social interaction, I am always thinking of when am I going to be alone? Wow. Um, But I'm not mad to be socializing. I know it's good and I like it. I can be energized, but I'm also like, I only have so much of this. And when I'm alone, I can't have endless alone 
time. Hmm. I would have to know something social is coming around the corner. Or there's going to be something coming. But a whole day alone, I'm here for. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I would just say as an introvert or somebody that skews introvert, I think that I probably have a, a, a point where I would need to be around people. Mm-hmm. But I will say, at this stage of my life, I haven't experienced that yet. Wow. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, now I need to be around people. Hmm. Hmm. I can't ever think of a time. Have you ever had a time where you think, oh, shoot, I've gone too alone. I should, in the sense of, like, pull myself out of this aloneness? No. No. Oh, interesting. No. Yeah. Not, not felt that. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I have big thoughts on that because... And you're different. You're kind of like, oh boy, okay, I've been alone too much. Yeah, Yeah. I went through... And you're not just saying like, I'm needing to be around people. You're saying there's a sense of should. Like now, now I'm now it's getting a little weird. I've been around too long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't felt that. Yeah, so I can go through bouts of really isolating myself. So because I am an ambivert, God, how many times can I say that? Macy is an ambivert. I think I think I probably lean more towards introvert, though, to be honest. <laughs> what? I think I lean more introvert. And I had about three weeks where I was staying at Scott's house watching his dog, which fulfilled my extrovert needs. And I found myself to go down. In my mind, it felt almost like a, a, a hole of being more and more alone and isolating myself. Did and you I feel good? It was nice. Yeah. But I think I, about three weeks in, was a little scared of how comfortable I was being alone and how that's, that's a much, stigma. much I was saying no to friends and things. And then I realized, oh gosh, I haven't seen some of my friends in a month mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they mean something to me. So I need to get out of this trap of aloneness. Almost. Yeah. At some point, probably that's a good idea. I think at some point you can indulge it too much yeah. and not start to move out of that space and yeah. move in towards, I mean, probably integration of saying, you know, you, if you are feeling in this introverted hole, I think introverts can get into a hole of being alone and becoming, there's a stereotype of a loner. I guess, I guess the problem is, is if, if you're starting to feel depressive, but if you're feeling good, who knows? I, honestly, were you really in, in who knows territory? Yeah, I guess that is true. I wasn't necessarily feeling depressive, but I was aware that I was, I don't know. I think maybe it was an obligation towards people. Right, right. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, that that obligation is fine and good and human mm-hmm. and good to pay attention to. Yeah. But in terms of just your pure spirit and how you're feeling, yeah, I think that's the interesting thing. Yeah. I'll say one one image that comes to mind, and I've mentioned this person before, uh, also shout out the the fifth season of Chef's oh. Table is out. Uh, we haven't started yet, but we're really excited. Yeah, that's got to be good. Uh, I think one of the things we need to consider overall with this whole thing is different ways of being in the world. Like, yeah. so maybe there's something for extroverts that are just spectacular that we haven't even considered that they need they need to be feel. They need to feel freed up to do like living in a commune together, mm. like more oh. community, not just a husband, but like something along the lines of like wild, wild country. Maybe there is <sighs> people that just need to be together and why not? We can do whatever we want. 
But then I just remember this Chef's Table episode that has stuck out to me for the longest time where there's mm-hmm. chef, his name is Francis, and he has his own private island in Patagonia. Oh, and I said this, this episode earlier. was epic. Yes. And it's like, okay, so people roll their eyes when I say this, and I'm not proposing it for my own personal life, but I just think it's interesting. He says uh, he has his own private island in Patagonia. He's 20 days out of the month by himself, hmm. typically 10 days traveling, typically 10 days in Patagonia on his island. Mm-hmm. And 10 days with his wife and kid. Wow. But he goes to his island. Okay, so what's wrong with that? We have a paradigm of saying, you're with your family. You do this. You show up for this. You do this. You, you go out for parties. And it, I was just watching this being like, this is life. This, this guy is living life here. Yeah. And he's doing what he wants. And he's a good person. Yeah, I mean, lucky for him, his wife is able to be with the kid all the time and you can own an island. That's a different thing. I mean, (laughs) a a side note on Francis is like he's remarried. So he's married to someone that's about 30 years younger than him. He's already has grown up kids. So now he's got a brand new kid. He's 60. She's like in her late thirties. Yeah. So it's a whole different story, but it's very complex, very complex. But, but I'm just saying it, there's, there's almost an infinite way of ways of being in the world. Yeah. And we mm. should feel empowered to try to pursue those ways that feel whole and good to each of us. So mm-hmm. I think it's a, an interesting little test of you being in the house for a week or three weeks. Yeah. It really was a mind test. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's, that's kind of one closing thought. I'm going to end with a short reading, but do you have a closing thought or two? Um, yeah. I, my closing thought is really just piggybacking off of that. But it is this idea of you you kind of, we all have the choice to figure out what works best for us. Mm-hmm. We all take the time maybe to, if you haven't thought hard about introvert, extroversion, ambiversion, or you're just basic temperament, maybe take the time to think about it because in even just preparing for this podcast, I've noticed certain tendencies in myself or started to realize certain behaviors that I may have. And holding those behaviors and temperaments lightly and not judging yourself and not judging others for theirs is I think really healing. And I think helps us all to live better together. So I'm inspired, I guess. Well said. So I would encourage other people. I feel You're like inspired I'm, by our podcast. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I guess I would say, I don't think it ends here mm-hmm. in terms of it's, it doesn't, and with, oh, I'm an ambivert. Oh, I'm an extrovert. That's just kind of, I think, almost the beginning, too, of realizing, mm. okay, what does this mean for me? And where do I best thrive? And what do I need to thrive? Where do I get my energy? What can I be doing to set myself up and the people around me that I can be the best person to the people around me? So maybe mm. that is going away for a day during the week, and then you'll be the best self. You can be present for the other six days. I don't know. Do the work. <laughs> Do the work. I mean, that's the thing about uh, negotiating relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like I have an extroverted friend. I have an extroverted wife. Mm-hmm. I personally, you know, you have extroverted friend. Uh, and so it's this, it's a constant negotiation. It's, mm-hmm. it's saying I value this person. This person wants to be around me. I also want to be around this person. Maybe not as long as they'd like and maybe not as frequently as they like, but I can make a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I hope that person's also appreciating that. I'm 
it's now three hours and I'm drained and I've mm-hmm. loved it. I've mm-hmm. that's the thing. I've loved it. Right. Just because I'm drained doesn't mean I haven't had fun. When you have to process it. Yeah. I have so many more thoughts. Mm. We have to end this. I have a lot more extrovert thoughts though. Do you want to share a few more in closing? Because that's well, probably it's the just most the imbalanced. Processing thing is just well, it's both introvert and extrovert thoughts in terms of scientifically introverts process information differently than extroverts typically is extroverts are typically verbal processors which is where I've always thought I'm an extrovert because I am a verbal processor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but introverts tend to not want to respond to things immediately and they don't speak out on their first instinct as we're Mm. extroverts tend to trust their voice more and just speak out because they're energized by something and they have to put energy back out as where introverts hear something and then are overwhelmed and have to process before they can even think of moving forward. Now I'll process all day with a close friend. Yeah. And there's probably less than five, Mm -hmm. but that's what, that's what's so strange. That's what's so strange. And, and, and we're doing closing thoughts, but like, like I live with myself Mm-hmm. I know that I'm constantly talking. I'm talking to myself and then my closest people, which yeah. I'm around pretty frequently because I try to be around the people I like. Yeah. I'm always talking. But like to other people, I wouldn't come across that way. Mm-hmm. And that's surprising for me to realize sometimes. I'm like, wow, well, I'm always talking. Yeah. I talk to Marissa, talk to Macy, talk to my kids, talk to these people, talk to Sean, whoever it is. I'm, I'm talking to people. Yeah. But then I'm choosing not to talk to most people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And especially in a group setting, like even at our work, if somebody's like, we're talking about this today, here's our staff, 60 people. Or, oh, and I'm gosh. like instantly like no, thank you. unnerved. And I'm like, please don't ask me to talk. I'll be in the back. I'm going to yeah. go to the bathroom. Yeah. I guess maybe because maybe you and I would relate to this is that my thoughts are going to be more spontaneous and slightly out of the box and wondering. And I, I don't feel satisfied in any way tailoring my thoughts mm-hmm. to the context like oh this is what this group would want to hear yeah and then i and then i start to do that what would this group want to hear hmm. and then i'm like i am not interested in saying that but is are people going to call on me to say that hmm. and should i start wondering and trying to discern what this group would want to hear hmm. and that sounds draining and i'm not interested but maybe i should it's just Maybe crazy. Maybe I should. <laughs> and I, even now, I'm sure other people, other temperaments are not thinking these things. They're yeah. just like, I think this, I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Yeesh. That's what I'm saying. In a classroom, I'm extroverted. Yeah. Wow. I, I really, a side comes out inside of me where I just process and I'm there present and I'm energized by all the people around me and the information, the activity. Okay. Yeah. Scott has a closing benediction. Uh, so I'll just say this is a this is a very important book. There's very few big important books on introversion. Um, one is called uh, the Introvert Advantage. This one is called Quiet, and it was given to me by by my friend Laura Nile, who I hope we have someday on to talk about being an eight. And uh, it was uh, it was a it was a game changer to me. I mean, I could do. Maybe I should. Maybe I'll do my own rant on this book. Wow. But um, it gave me so many helpful insights and made me feel less crazy. But this is her conclusion, and her conclusion to this big book that she worked on for seven years 
is less than three pages. Yeah. And this is our concluding concluding thoughts. Concluding word to you all. Yeah, and I think it's good. The book's called Quiet by Susan Kane, and I think it's good because it's not just about introversion. So she here's here we go. Love is essential. Gregariousness is optional. Cherish your nearest and dearest. Work with colleagues you like and respect. Scan new acquaintances for those who might fall into the former categories or whose company you enjoy for its own sake. And don't worry about socializing with everyone. Relationships make everyone happier, introverts included, but think quality over quantity. The secret to life is to put yourself in the right lighting. For some, it's a Broadway spotlight. For others, a lamp-lit desk. Use your natural powers of persistence and concentration, insight and sensitivity to do work you love and work that matters. Solve problems, make art, think deeply. Figure out what you are meant to contribute to the world and make sure you contribute it. If this requires public speaking or networking or other activities that make you comfortable, do them anyway. But accept that they're difficult. Get the training you need to make them easier and reward yourself when you're done. Quit your job as a TV anchor and get a degree in library science. Hmm. But if TV anchoring is what you love, then create an extroverted persona to get yourself through the day. Here's a rule of thumb for networking events. One new honest-to-goodness relationship is worth 10 fistfuls of business cards. Rush home afterward and kick back on your sofa. Carve out restorative niches. Hmm. Respect your loved one's need for socializing and your own for solitude. Spend your free time the way you like it, not the way you think you're supposed to. Stay home on New Year's Eve if that's what makes you happy. Skip the committee meeting. Cross the street to avoid making aimless chit-chat with random acquaintances. Read, cook, run. Write a story. Make a deal with yourself that you'll attend a number of social events in exchange for not feeling guilty when you beg off. Hmm. If your children are quiet, help them make peace with new situations and new people, but otherwise let them be themselves. Delight in the originality of their minds. Take pride in the strength of their consciences and the loyalty of their friendships. Don't expect them to follow the gang. Encourage them to follow their passions instead. Throw confetti when they claim the fruits of their passions, whether it's on the drummer's throne, on the softball field, or on the page. Mm. If you're a teacher, enjoy your gregarious and participatory students, but don't forget to cultivate the shy, the gentle, the autonomous, the ones with single-minded enthusiasms for Mm. chemistry sets or parrot taxonomy or 19th century art. They are the artists, engineers, and thinkers of tomorrow. If you're a manager, remember that one-third to one-half of your workforce is probably introverted, whether they appear that way or not. Think twice about how you design your organization's office space. Don't expect introverts to get jazzed up about open office plans, or for that matter, lunchtime birthday parties. Make the most of introvert strengths. These are the people who can help you think deeply, strategize, solve complex problems, and spot canaries in your coal mine. Whoever you are, bear in mind that appearance is not reality. Some people act like extroverts, but the effort costs them energy, Hmm. authenticity, and even physical health. Others seem aloof or self-contained, but their inner landscapes are rich and full of drama. So the next time you see a person with a composed face and a soft voice, remember that inside her mind, she might be solving an equation, composing a sonnet, designing a hat. She might, that is, be developing the powers of quiet. We know from myths and fairy tales that there are many different kinds of powers in this world. One child is given a lightsaber, another a wizard's education. The trick is not to amass all the different kinds of available power, but to use the well kind you've been granted. Introverts are offered keys to private gardens full of riches. To possess such a key is to tumble like Alice down the rabbit hole. 
She didn't choose to go to Wonderland, but she made it of it an adventure that was fresh and fantastic and very much her own. Lewis Carroll was an introvert too, by the way. Without him, there would be no Alice in Wonderland. And by now, this shouldn't be a surprise. Wow. That was good. Isn't that good? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you are, you're an introvert, extrovert, ambivert. Don't describe to that at all. You're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out what makes you tick and what makes you comfortable. Yeah, and yeah, whatever whatever works for you works for you, and that's that's cool. If it works for you, that's great. Follow that. Go for it. All right, and we and we need to get a better at appreciating that in each other. Yeah, and and appreciate and that in our friends and our family, and see it as gifts. Mm-hmm. The differences in other people should be looked at as gifts. There it is. Microphone down. <laughs> goodbye. I sometimes say goodnight, but we should say goodbye. <laughs>